Hello there, and um, welcome to a special sort of album review episode of uh, Rainbow Tapes. I am your host, Liam Koji, and I thought it would be fun to sort of go through and do like a short album review um, of like the albums that I care about. Um, this week we're doing BB uh, Rexa's new album, BB. I love BB Rexa. I have loved bb rexa since she was in black cards with pete once when fallout boy went on um hiatus um and i've been following her career ever since and i'm okay we need to we need to have a conversation because why are you guys letting her fucking flop because like she does really well when she writes songs for other people she wrote co-wrote um monster by eminem and rihanna and then you know she does really well when she's on a track with uh, David Guetta, but like when she releases it, she literally had one of the biggest songs of 2022, and then started releasing singles off of this album, and like everyone was like, "BB who? Like what the fuck, man?" But I am glad that I decided to sort of review this album because on closer listen, I was sort of taken aback. If we're gonna be honest, um, I really sort of related to it so at first i was like oh this is a cute album that very much lives in like the late 70s early 80s um but no i was you know there's like a thematic through line a thematic through line whoa okay um that you know it's really interesting and it's something that i relate to a lot um I thought you know at first i thought oh this is about like love and heartbreak and then once you get to like the back end of the album it really becomes about vulnerability and then it sort of reframes a lot of the earlier songs as well so with um heart wants what it wants which was the lead single off of the album as well as the first track on the album um it's very much like okay so it is about sort of she's telling a lover whatever love interest that um she wants what she wants when she wants when she wants it but that subject to change um so sort of like a i have in my notes like acknowledging your own flightiness which i mean it sort of is but you know it's sort of like once you get further into the album it is sort of reframed as her um there's a little bit of not wanting to hurt somebody and sort of like pain from a past relationship happening that is sort of there's a vulnerability to it that i didn't catch on first listen if we're going to be honest um or a second listen or until i listen to it today and also like worth noting i didn't super love this song until really today I, I thought it was, like, fine, but I didn't super connect with it, and I, like, I, I don't know. There was something off. Um, but listening to it again today, and this is before I, like, the, did the deep dive on it, um, as listening to it at the gym, I was like, oh, wait, no, this is a fucking bop. Like, this is a good fucking song, and this is very radio-friendly. Again, I don't know why the fuck we're ignoring her. It's, this is a fucking good song. It is a good radio pop song. And it needs more love. Um, it was also co-written by Bonnie McKee, along with the next few songs, I believe. Um, 
Which, so Bonnie McKee wrote basically, co-wrote basically all of um, Teenage Dream by Katy Perry. I really love Bonnie McKee as a songwriter. And she's actually like another one where it's like her songwriting does really well. Like the songs that she writes, I'm 99% sure that she wrote all the singles from Teenage Dream that hit number one and broke a record or not broke a record. Um, uh, tied a record set by Michael Jackson for most number ones off of a single album. Um, like that was that album was not just a moment it was the moment and i feel like we forget about that when we talk about like katy perry now because we see katy perry as somebody maybe um i'm trying to think of how to say it without sounding like ageist because it has nothing to do with her age but i think like as an artist she is a bit past her prime like i don't she's not she is not the brand that she used to be um but uh you know, I think that she, you know, I really like Bonnie McKee as a songwriter. Um, there's so far only one single, two. Oh, she didn't have as much of a hand in it as I thought she did. Anyway, she was really big in that moment. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I thought that was kind of fun. I could sort of, one of the things that like Bonnie McKee really sort of helped katie perry with was she knew how to write for katie's voice in a way that other songwriters quite frankly do not because katie doesn't have the strongest voice she has a good tone but it's not super she's not super technically skilled as a vocalist and she doesn't have a super broad range and so you really have to write within like a very specific range and also very sort of you need to know how to work with her tone um it's similar you know really all the pop stars are sort of like that. Like they have a tone that you need to know how to write for. Um, and Bonnie was really the only one who ever really figured that out for Katie. Um, and it works here as well. Um, although with, uh, BB having such a heavy hand in all of her music, you never really run into the same problem that Katie did on prism that honestly sort of helped to tank that album along with just like bad A&R and single choices, all that weird Anyway, doesn't matter. So, um, moving on to Miracle Man. Um, I do not super remember this song. Um, it is, uh, so I, I am like reading off of my notes, which like, that's not a good sign that this is so forgettable. And I listened to the song of less than an hour ago. Um, it is very dubby. Um, that I do remember. Um, and when I like talk about dub, I think of like late 70s, early 80s, Stevie Wonder. Um, and I have it written that it was very wordy, which like would explain why I don't super remember it. If it's not like snappy and catchy, I'm honestly not going to remember a song, which is like actually like that's really like true for anyone, whether you like to admit it or not. Um, even if like a song is like wordy, like you have to have that like hook. And I don't think that that hook was necessarily there. Um, I did like the lyric, I'd rather be lonely than with the wrong one. Because again, like the leads into that sort of, um, vulnerability and like 
it feels like trepidation with loving again after heartbreak which goes into like my initial thought of like it being this album being about love and heartbreak rather than that like sort of vulnerability so there is that like through line all the way through the album where it is sort of um it's mostly exploring like it's mostly exploring this theme of um vulnerability through love until you really get to like the very end of the album um but yeah it is good um it just it doesn't super stick out to me which is fine because it's an album track it's not one of the singles um so then next we have satellite which is the latest single released which would be super radio friendly if it wasn't about weed um (laughs) i don't think this is super playable in the midwest if we're going to be perfectly honest here but it is i think maybe my favorite um track if we're going to be honest um i it's good it's a good song um it has this is the first song that super gets into sort of a disco sound um which like the bulk of the album is sort of disco based um this is the last one that i think sounds super like granola disco if that makes sense um because like after this you do get to get you do get into some like sleeker production um which like one of the reviews i saw was that you know it very it lives in that like late 70s early 80s era but paired with like sleek modern production which I can hear. Um, Heart wants what it wants, and Miracle Man don't sound as sleek. But Satellite sounds a bit better. But you really don't start getting into like the sleekness until when it rains, which is the next song. But um, Satellite, weed is a coping mechanism. Great, super relatable. I too smoke a lot of weed when I make mistakes. Um such as dating my ex um anyway so (laughs) um sorry this may get super personal because like i do especially on the back end like i found myself super relating to the lyrics and like honestly a couple of times like i started crying listening to it um which is rare um but yeah um the intro sounds like an abba song to me I have written, like, it's a very Bee Gees moment. Um, and I also really like the hook, the last night I got higher than a satellite. I mean, that's a brilliant lyric. I mean, it seems so obvious when it's, like, being sung or, like, is written down in front of you. But, I mean, like, to think of that is honestly quite impressive. Um, and then Snoop Dogg is there because you can't release a song about weed without Snoop Dogg. Um, and I fucking love Snoop Dogg. Um, I'm an L.A. boy. I grew up listening to him. Like, I'm very of that, like, I was around, like, I was young during, like, his sort of, like, probably, like, the second breath of his career, um, Drop It Like It's Hot was omnipresent in my youth, I don't, anyway, so, um, it's good, and, like, the song is, like, it was released last week, but I'm still listening to it a lot, um, and it, like, stayed sort of, I add a lot of songs to, like, my new music playlist, but very few like stay in rotation as the week goes on this is one of those songs and it stayed on rotation into i've been trying to listen to the new music this week but honestly like 
one this song is one of the reasons that I keep going back to last week's playlist. Um but yeah, it's fantastic. It's a really good song. Um next up we have When It Rains, um, which moves into a more of an 80s synth wave moment. Um and it's about like having like a good like recurring hookup but like not wanting it to go any further than that it feels like sort of trepidation on her part um again this is like another song that i don't super remember um it's um it's good it's fine it's again not a skip but at the same time like honestly like if this was a single I don't think it would go anywhere. There's really like nothing. The the hook's just like not strong enough. Which like every song doesn't need to have a hook and like this album is this is a no skips album. Like without a doubt. Um except for maybe I'm good because I'm good does not fucking fit on the album. We'll get there. Um but yeah, it's fine. It's good. And then next we have Call on Me. Um Okay, so this is another song. So a few of the songs, there's something about the production of like the guitars, like especially in the intro, that feel very. Um, they remind me of like the Edge of Seventeen or like Fleetwood Mac or you know, Fleetwood Mac or like early Stevie Nicks solo, like it's very that moment, and it happens on a lot of songs. Um, so Call on Me was, I believe, the second single from the album. Um, let me see. Yeah, I mean, technically. Okay. So, they're listing I'm Good as the lead single. It's not the lead single. The lead single is Heart Wants What It Wants. And then they release Call On Me. Um, the song is really good. I really like this song. Um, and it is sort of a declaration of independence for her. Um, it's, um... I believe the lyric, let me see. Um, if um, if I need a lover, I'll, I'd call on me. Um, you know, it's very much like a song of like independence and it's, it's just good. And it's one of the ones that I remember, you know, when she writes a hook, she writes a hook. Like, no her and like charlie xcx are sort of like the unsung heroes of pop songwriting of the 2010s like so good and so strong and just like paid fucking dust i just it bothers me um also um i talked about like a sleeker production and this is like really when that starts um and it is because it is um, produced by Burns, who works a lot on um, Lady Gaga's Chromatica. Um, it's a, just a really good song. It's a very disco vibe, but with like a very, very, very sleek modern production. Um, yeah, it's good. It's really good. Um, and then number six is I'm Good. And I'm just going to touch on this briefly. This does not fit on the album. 
if you're going to include this on the album, it needs to be the fucking, like, at the end, like, afterwards, almost like a bonus track. Like, I don't know why you stuck this in the middle of the album. It really, it really breaks up the flow. Like, honestly, it's, I, it, it, it honestly bothers me a lot. Um, but, uh, anyway, Visions is next. Um, it's good. It was produced by TMS, who worked a lot with... I remember him from working on a couple of songs from DNA and a few songs off of Salute by Little Mix. Um, it's good. It sounds very... So it's, like, very 2011, but also very disco. Like, it was... So it reminded me of something on um, Jennifer Lopez's Love. And I don't know why, but that was the first thing that like popped into my head. Um, it's like very much like heartbroken yearning. Um, you know, it's good. It's not great. Um, but it is, you know... I don't know. I it's another song. I remember like the track and I can kind of remember the hook. But honestly, like I can't I don't remember enough to super comment on anything else. Um it it it's another it's another album cut, but the album cuts on this album are fucking incredible. And like typically when I say it's an album cut, I it's Let's be honest, it's derogatory. Um, it's not a compliment. Um, but it, uh, you know, on this album, it's all good. Like I said, this is like a no-skip album. Um, and it's like, honestly, I don't think I've ever seen an album stay this sonically cohesive. And then on top of that, like, you have, like, the thematic cohesion as well. Which, like, I've seen albums do thematic cohesion pretty well. So, like, the one that comes to mind is anti Byriana. That is a very thematically cohesive album about love and the complications. Um, which, I mean, justice for anti. Because, like, honestly, that was the best album that year. Um, it was better than Lemonade. And you can fight me. I don't care. Um... I speak the truth. Um, anyway, so after that controversial statement that is going to get me canceled, um, I am not high, I'm in love, um, is next. I really like the song. Um, it's sort of, it juxtaposes sort of the experience of the darkness of heartbreak with the euphoria of being in love, finding somebody that excites you. Um, which, I mean, I really like that theme. Um, and it's, like, a very, like, string-driven, like, disco track, which I'm also into. Um, because, like, I do love, like, a, I, I would say sort of piano-led. Like, I love piano-led dance tracks generally. Um, I really love it with, like, um, particularly with house music, which I do feel like house music is sort of the spiritual successor to, um to disco which like house house not deep house not like 90s like show me love deep house which is i mean one of my favorite genres of music um 
just different um but uh yeah and like it's honestly a very repetitive song um it but i didn't notice the repetition until i was like listening to it i think for the third or fourth time and i was looking at the lyrics and i was like oh shit most of the lyrics are i'm not high i'm in love (laughs) but also the song is super unrelatable for me because i am high and in love but then i'm no longer in love when i'm no longer high um oops but um no it's a good song it's um very apa you know it's a really super solid song um so yeah i mean i think it it's up there with my favorites i don't have a single favorite from this album because they all hit very differently um but it is up there with satellite and heart wants what it wants and colin i'm really liking these singles <laughs> i mean they're the singles for a reason no i mean i'm not high i'm in love isn't a single yet um i think it could do well on like i i okay so like i do think that part of why like these haven't done as well is that they're not very tiktok friendly and music needs to be di- either like heart-wrenching ballads or like a tiktok song to be successful now anymore it feels um i don't know anyway blue moon um it's good it's another one that reminds me of edge of 17 um the vocals and like the structure of the song feels very bgs um and then i really like the lyrics the um a love like this only comes once in a blue moon um because it's that is a saying that very much lives in that time period as well like i don't know anybody are like my age who says once in a blue moon but like my mom who was you know around like that target demo at the t- at that point in time says that a lot and like so do a lot of her friends um and so like it does it very much lives in that time period and like the bgs like very late 70s vibes um it's all very cohesive everything about this album is just super fucking cohesive and it's really impressive and i'm just no one's talking about it it's so weird anyway so then we get into born again um i do not like this song (laughs) um okay this is another song that feels very wordy and it really really does not work it really feels like they were trying, like she was trying to force these lyrics into the melody and it just didn't work very well. Um, and it just sort of, I don't know, it's like very chanson, um, which is like a sort of very lyrical French genre of music. Um, it's fine. I mean, it s- serves as like the lone ballad on this album, but it's not a ballad that I'm going, you know what it feels like? If you remember like, um gaga's early albums the fame monster and um born this way it's like single ballads on the albums that like didn't super fit um although i will say that um ooh off of i want to say it was the fame monster um 
now it's bothering me. I mean, we're going off topic here, but what else is fucking new here? Um, but, uh, you know, it, where it just, like, it doesn't necessarily fit. It feels out of place. And, like, it doesn't feel, you know, it sounds, it's another very, like, late 70s, early 80s. I feel like I'm, like, speechless. The song I was thinking of by Lady Gaga was Speechless. That was a good song. Um, but again, it didn't really fit on the album and it just feels like they were like, oh shit, we need an, um, we need a ballad here. Like what, what can you do in five minutes? It's not necessarily an objectively bad song. I just don't like it. Um, and it just doesn't, I don't know. Um, and I mean, Yeah, it's fine. I'm not... I don't live. It's fine. Whatever. Moving on. Um, I am. Okay. We're getting super personal here. This is the song that made me cry. Um, If I am everything, why am I not everything to you? And do you get off on holding me from my potential? Or two lyrics that particularly stood out to me. Um, it is a song about just sort of, I mean, it feels like it is sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? Asserting yourself in an an abusive relationship. And that might just be me projecting, not going to lie. Um... You know, I'm putting all this into this relationship and you are not, you know, you're not putting anything in. And like, I am great. Why are you not recognizing that and treating me like that? And um, particularly the, um, do you get off on holding me from my potential are you scared that I might bruise your ego? And like, these are very relatable lyrics to me. Like when I, you know, it always felt like my ex was sort of purposely holding me back. And like one of the things, like especially bruise your ego, um, when I hit 10,000 followers on Instagram, all of a sudden he was like not happy with what I was posting and how I was interacting with people because I was encroaching on his following. And he had to have more followers than I did. He had to be more successful than I was. And so anything that I really wanted to do, I mean, he even held me back from doing background. Um, I'm an extra. I don't know if I've mentioned that or not. Um, Like, he even held me back from doing that. Like, he did not want me in, like, a secure, like, financial position. He did not want me to be more successful than him in any way, shape, or form. It just always felt like he was holding me back. Um, To a certain degree. Um, so this was like super relatable and this is when I started crying and this is also when I started noticing the sort of vulnerability in this where it's not, this is, isn't necessarily about, um, necessarily about like love and heartbreak. It's about vulnerability and like sort of establishing yourself as a human in the face of that sort of love and heartbreak. Um, and making sure, you know, that you are you and you are strong in these moments um which then really sort of kicks into height into like high gear with um seasons 
So Seasons is with Dolly Parton, which you cannot do anything 70s, 80s without doing Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton needs to be somewhere involved here. Especially, like, BB sort of appeals to the gays. Um, you know. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, there was another... I really love the song. It's a really pretty song. Um, and then one of the lyrics that, like, really hit me was... Or, like, it's really this sort of half of a verse, I guess. And everyone around me, they seem so grounded, but I can't seem to catch myself. My heart starts beating loudly. I know that I'm surrounded, but I'm too proud to ask for help. Which again, like I do feel like a lot of my friends around me are very like established. They know what they're doing with their lives. And I feel like I'm floundering and I'm lost. And, you know, it's a relatable feeling that feels, it's one of the first times that I've ever really felt seen by like in like that regard um and honestly like oh also real quick going back to i am um it's relatable like with my past relationship also bb rexa lived in the building that my ex still lives in before she um got her monster money um so there's a few sort of so a few sort of parallels there. Quite a few. Um, but yeah, Seasons with Dolly Parton. It's a really nice closer to the album as well. It feels very 70s, but like toned down. And it it, it is going to be on repeat this week, if we're going to be honest. I'm very into it. So yeah, I mean, do with that what you will. But um Overall, this album, I didn't have super high hopes for it. I had sort of fallen off of the BB chain. Um, I am firmly back on that chain. It is a fucking good album. Um, you, I, I just, I fear it's not going to do anything. And then all of a sudden something will go viral like years fucking later. Just like I'm good went viral years after David Guetta first played it at Ultra in like 2017. Um, and just like uh, Break My Heart Myself went viral like I think it was like three years after the original release. I don't know. Give BB some love. She needs it. She deserves it. She doesn't need it. I'm not going to say that. No, no. Whoops. I take that back. But she deserves it. Like she deserves she needs to get we need to give her her flowers here like this is a really fucking strong album i don't understand i this needs to do well for my own sanity honestly too (laughs) um but yeah it's just this like very very cohesive album both thematically and sonically in a way that i've really not heard since anti if we're going to Oh, wait, no. Um, Renaissance. Renaissance is very cohesive. Um, and I also have not heard an album this real in a very long time. And I think that that is like the topper for me. That is what makes me love, love this album. Is how raw and vulnerable it really is. 
And I think that that, you know, I think that that vulnerability really is sort of missing in a lot of pop music right now, which like I'm fine with. I love like very intentional pop music. I love like, you know, give me a good hook and it really doesn't matter. But, you know, there's also room in the market for more vulnerable, raw songwriting like this. And I mean, I guess like you can say Taylor Swift, like um, Midnight's was a pretty raw as well. I, you know, there's a reason that that did so well as well. There's a reason that Taylor Swift does so well. And, you know, BB's sort of tapping into that emotion as well and delivering it in a very, like, palatable pop context that I really think that more people need to give a chance to. Um, so, yeah, that's basically it. Those are my thoughts on the album. Um, sorry if that got a little personal and a little bit dark. But, you know... Music is art, and art is meant to evoke emotions, and you do that by, you know, having relatable music, and I found this music very relatable, um, which, like, I'm not typically one for lyrics. I don't notice lyrics super super often because I don't think that way. Like, I don't really think in words. I think in sort of abstract concepts. Um, so I typically feel the emotion through tone and through the music, what have you. Um, but I, um, you know, the, the lyrics on this album really hit me. Um, and that's rare. And for her to do that, I mean, that's a rare talent. So please go listen to this album. And um, I'll be back on Monday with my uh, normal weekly podcast, which I think will also be solo. Um because it's new music and there's only one other friend that I have that's like really into like listening to new music like I am and I can't really record with him until I get a second mic because when I edited it's Spencer Wojcicki um last time we recorded um sound was a bit of an issue and I don't want to repeat of that I need to have more control over the uh sound so until I can get that second uh mic um, I'll probably be doing the new music episodes alone. So um, stay tuned for that. Bye.